hello there and welcome back to the Nerd Podcast That's Never Ending Retro Dialogue. I'm Jordan. And I'm Doug. I want to start this podcast by saying that I have a chest cold, so my voice is going to sound funny and I may cough a lot at some point because what happens is I don't cough for like an hour mm-hmm. and then I have a cough attack. Nice. So if I do that, I'll try to edit it out. Do I need a cough button? Yeah, like... Uh, like we can we can have a real cough and then a fake cough and Ooh, they can there say we go. Nice. they can see who they can see if they can tell who's the real cough. Oh, we're gonna make a game of this. I love it. <laughs> so, hey, so you 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 brought something up. Uh, yeah. Or you said a word. You you know why cannibals don't eat clowns, right? Oh no. They think they taste funny. Ugh. You know what? Cannibalism is one of my. <laughs> I really can't do cannibalism. It's. <laughs> what was? I told a joke to. Uh, to Maddie last night. It was it was her birthday. Uh, it was one that my buddy Byron told me when we were uh, golfing this week. Why couldn't the uh, toilet paper cross the road? Oh, I don't know this one. It got stuck in a crack. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. there we go. Now that we've lost half the audience. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> There's three people left. Three people That's left, <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is our... Review month, month of in review. May, yeah, which is crazy to me because I feel like May just started. It has gone by very quickly, and, and I didn't even get a chance to do too much. Mm-mm. I don't know what happened. It was, I, uh, as this episode will show, I didn't do a whole lot either. Yeah. Uh, between graduation, why I graduated high school this yeah. this month, and then golf league started, and bowling league started, and. And then uh, we got our D&D nights. So, uh, yeah. You need to find a way to fuse the sports of golf and bowling. That way you only have one league night. Ooh. Golfing. Wait. <laughs> I was trying to combine the two words. Golfing? Golfing, yep. Goaling? Ooh, goaling. Because Go- yeah. like, you made a goal. Yeah. There you go. Now, do we? Do you think you roll the ball on the grass? That just turns into bocce. Yeah, or do you find know. something strong enough that to you can hit, hit a bowling, bowling ball? ball? <laughs> yeah, you have like a club. <laughs> like a solid wooden club. If anyone comes up with something, just uh, drop us a, a note on the social media. We'll, we'll see if we can uh, make something happen. Yeah, we'll have a league. Yeah. Oh, jeez. But anywho, so, yeah, I didn't do a whole lot. The only reading I did, I finally read volume two of Afro Samurai, which was great. Um, I really enjoyed volumes one and two. Artwork was was fantastic as it was in the first volume. Uh, interesting story, uh, action, and whatnot. Uh, I don't want to give away too much. Yeah, I just very much enjoyed it. It really makes me wish I could find. I know they did like a little mini series, mm. anime mini series, right? Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson was connected somehow. Yeah, he was the voice, I believe. And I could have sworn it was on Netflix, but I could not find it anywhere oh, wow. anymore. So I want to say, I thought it was a Netflix original. No, I think it was on Spike TV. Really? If you remember that. Oh, I do remember Spike TV. Yeah. So it was on that, and then Netflix just carried it for a bit, huh? I guess. Right. Well. Because I remember it being on pre-Netflix. Gotcha. I'm pretty well, sure. You know, that just shows you... I'm not hip with the times. Well, it's reasonable to assume that because everything is streaming now. So it's like... Yeah, everything's just... Seinfeld. I was going to go even further back and say Andy Griffith was... Oh, jeez. Netflix original. (laughs) 
but oh lord yeah. reading wise i started reading more again so that's good i got a really funny collection of comics called the revenge of the librarians by, oh yes by a cartoonist named tom gold gold i'm not sure how you say his last name he's scottish but they're all like literary themed comics mm-hmm. so that to me was really funny um, I don't get all the jokes because some of them are authors I don't know or like books I haven't read, but the spirit of the book is there and it's really funny. Um, I'm, I got that at Barnes and Noble and obviously I work at the library, so I had to get it and, uh, it was funny because I could have read, I could have checked it out from the library probably, Oh, but I decided to so? buy it. Well, you know, sometimes there's things you find that you just have to own. Yeah. Well, this also came with a library, old-fashioned library stamp index card in it. Oh, fun. So, I was like, wow, this is really cool. I miss those. Yeah. So, I got Revenge of the Librarians, and I'm reading more of his work right now. I'm reading, I'm rereading one called You're Just Jealous of My Jetpack, which is more literary. Because he, he'll do, like, collections of literary cartoons and then, like, collections of scientific cartoons. Oh. Because he, he posts in different magazines, like... He'll post like his literary ones in the Guardian, and then uh, as the Guardian, a magazine or a newspaper. I think it's a newspaper. Yes. And then he'll post in the New Scientist, which is all about science, obviously. So he'll do different cartoons, and they'll collect them. He also did a really good book that I think you would like called Moon Cop. It's about a lone cop on the moon, nice, where there's no crime. It's really funny. You should check it out sometime. It's really short moon too. Moon Cop. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so. I've been doing that, and um, I have Foxtrot Fever, mm. as I call it. Have you ever read Foxtrot? I have read. I love Foxtrot. I I've read it before, but I never really sat down and read like collections of it. Yeah, and I'm really really into it. Yeah, um, I got the best of Volume One mm-hmm. from the library, and it starts at the very beginning of Foxtrot. And if you're not familiar with Foxtrot, it's a daily newspaper comic by Bill Emmend, and uh, it's about the Fox family. You probably know it if you see it. Uh, it's pretty. I'd say it's pretty well known. I'd say so. I don't know. It's probably nationwide. It's, yeah, it's not one. It's not like Garfield well known, but no. But I think there's are. enough people. I think there's a fun. You actually so. That tripped me up on trivia night mm. uh, that you hosted yeah. uh, this week. Um, the McPhersons. Yeah. And, and I sat there and I looked at your parents and I'm like. You know what? He just got those books on Foxtrot. <laughs> I, but I don't think that's their name. And I even said, I think it's Baby Blues. Oh. But I'm sitting there going, no, he just posted about that book. <laughs> it's got to be what it yeah. is. And I'm sitting there, and even after I wrote it and before you said Time's Up, I'm like, but maybe Baby oh, I think Baby <laughs> Blues. But, you know. So you went with Foxtrot? We went with Foxtrot. Yeah. We still won. So yeah, you still won. Yeah. Did you, you got the other ones? What was the, the Peanuts question and the yes? What was the other comic strip question that I did? Blondie. No, that was the Viking. Oh, that was the Viking. I can't one. remember the second question I asked. Um, but oh, um, was it no? You asked where what uh, what comic Betty Cooper? Oh yeah, was that it? was a different one. That was a different category. Yeah. I had two comics questions, three comics questions. Oh, four. Yeah, four comics questions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't for, remember. I forget what it was. I didn't miss any of them yeah. besides Foxtrot. Yeah. I think you were not alone in that um, assumption that it was Foxtrot because of my recent acquisition of yes. Foxtrot. Yes. <laughs> I, I just sitting there. 
I was proud that I got the red dwarf question. Yeah, right. I was really proud of you. Yeah. I didn't think anybody was going to get that. Yeah. I, I looked at the characters and I'm like, that's that's red dwarf. <laughs> and your dad's like, what? He goes, I don't know anything about that. And I'm like, that's red dwarf. Yeah. And it was the cat. The it, character oh, the, the cat. cat. Really? That's, that's the one that's, that's the one that gave it away. That's the one that sealed it for me. That's the, amazing. If it wasn't there, I still would have guessed it. Yeah. Because... I'm vaguely familiar after talking with you yeah. about it, but the cat, I'm like, nope, that's Red Dwarf. Yeah, I was really happy that somebody got that. Um, yeah, there were some questions that I asked that I didn't think anybody was going to get. Uh, the McPherson's one, I didn't think anybody was going to get. I don't think anybody got that one for Baby Blues, because they're like, oh, I don't really know last names of comics, and I was like, yeah. But I had also just, when I had written that, I had just finished a collection of Baby Blues. So, that's another thing I read, I finished this month, was Baby Blues, the 20th anniversary, so it was the first 20 years yeah. Baby, of Baby Blues. Baby Blues is so good. Baby Blues is really good, and I always I always have to compare it to Zitz, because they share yes. a writer. Yep. But, um, they're both, they're both really good strips. Yeah, and oh, I don't, Zitz is fun. Yeah. I think it's just interesting, because they're different points of view, like, one's about a teenager, and one's about a new family. Well, not a new family, because they've been around for 20, 30 yeah. years, but, right. you know. A, in the strip, they have three young kids, so it's very interesting to me, to the different viewpoints, and um, and reading them as an adult versus reading them as a kid. Oh, sure. Because I always tell people when you are reading Zitz as a teenager, you relate to Jeremy, but then when you read it as an adult, you relate to his parents, and the same thing is true for Baby Blues. You kind of relate to the kids, and then you get older, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, I'm the parents now. <laughs> so, Well, you know kind of feel that way with Calvin and Hobbes yeah. too. Oh yeah. It's like I read a few and it's like, "Oh man, I'm I'm the dad." <laughs> yeah. Wow. We all grew up to be the dad. Oh, I tell you. What else did I read? I read some other stuff uh, uh or am reading some stuff. Um I read a collection of Hagar the Horrible from 1977 nice to 1978, classic Hagar. Um one of my favorites. Dick Brown is a great cartoonist, or was mm-hmm. it a great cartoonist? Uh, sadly, his son just died. Uh, oh, I did not see that. I think earlier this year. Mm. Yeah. Chris Brown, I believe, was his name. He was doing the strip for years, and then he died. So I don't know who's doing it now. And then, because um, I think in one weekend I knocked out Hagar, I knocked out Revenge of the Librarians, and then I also did a collection of Garfield, 30 Years of Garfield. So it was like the best of Garfield for the last 30 years. But this was like 15 years ago. So, yeah. Which is crazy because if you think about it, Garfield's almost 50 now. Yeah. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how that works. But uh, so, I, yeah, there was like one weekend where I read like three books of cartoons. And I was just like, oh, man. And, and I, you know, and I was drawing a lot on my iPad. So my eyes were just like. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to take advantage of the, the library system more. I mean, not more because I already do it a lot, but as I've, everyone should. Yeah, really. I mean, if you have a, they say having fun isn't hard if you have a library card. I believe they say that. If is they that don't, what they say. I think so. I think Arthur said that. Okay. I'm not sure, but I think that's the case. But anyway, um, yeah. So I've been trying to see what I can find on the library system. Oh, and I just downloaded, uh, Fox, uh, not Foxtrot, um, Doonesbury. Okay. So, several years ago, I checked out from the library Doonesbury's 40th Anniversary Retrospective, mm-hmm. which I thought was a non-fiction book talking about Doonesbury. It turned out to be a 700-page tome oh, of Doonesbury strips, oh. and it was as big as my torso. I mean, pretty much, like sitting wow. down. 
It's huge. Super awkward to read. Really hard to read. So I just, they just must have released this because I just found it, but they released it on Comixology. So it's digital now. Oh, okay. So I bought the first volume, which was from 70 to 79. Jeez. And <gasps> it's so much better to read on an iPad. Uh-huh. You know, people like, they, some people are really resistant to reading on iPads and stuff, but there are just some books that you, that are just Correct. impossible to read. Yeah. And this was one of them. Like, they wouldn't even put it on the hold shelf. It was so big. They just brought it straight to me at work. They were like, this is yours. And I was like, I didn't order that. And then they're like, yeah, it is. And I was like, oh, my God. So I bought, I bought that. Uh, and then I bought um, a French comic called uh, Gaston Legoth, which is uh, in America they call it Gomer Goof, which I think is stupid because I like the name Gaston Legoth better. But uh, it's a like a Franco-Belgian comedy comic strip. Okay. Um, my dad actually has some of them in French. So I've known about this character since I was really young. Wow. I didn't know anything about him because I, I couldn't read the French. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just bought that, so I was reading that. And then, I, and then I was trying to find the Ultimate Obscure t-shirt, and I found one that had Gomer uh, Gaston on it. And um, to enable to, to be able to wear it to work, I actually found one that has a stack of books. He's carrying a stack of books. So I was like, this is the most obscure shirt that I think I've ever ordered, at least here in America. You know what I mean? Like, if it was in France, it would be different. But uh, but here in America, I think people are going to be like, oh, it's just the guy carrying books. Yeah, what's that? But oh, my God, that's funny. I'm like, my quest is to, like, only own obscure shirts. Mine is this one that I'm wearing right now, which is just plain gray. <laughs> but I have, like, I've just been ordering all these shirts that are just, like, very niche. And that's kind of my, I don't know if that's a hobby now, but, but you know, it, was, it wasn't even T Public that I found it on. It was a different one. It was like Print Val or something like that. Mm. And they already they've already shipped it, so Awesome. Yeah, so if you guys know any like obscure T shirts that I would like to own. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome though. Yeah. So I've been I've been so, I'm curious that, oh I'm sorry. Oh, go, no, ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna I was say just, I've been reading more. I was just gonna ask, so does your dad read French? Or? He, he took French in high school. He went to France. Oh. So, oh, you know what he told me about uh, that? He? he studied abroad. Yeah, he went yes. to France. That's so right. So he, he knows French. Um, I don't know if he knows... I don't know how rusty he is because he probably hasn't used it for a while. But he we do still have those Gomer, those Gaston books somewhere that are French. So... And I always thought they were really cool because I like the artwork. And that's just kind of cool because, like, it just shows you that, like, even internationally you can access comics... Mm-hmm. Um, even if you can't understand the language, um, I'm sure there's something lost in the translation because some of them aren't that funny. Mm-hmm. But I think for being, you know, for being as old as they are, for being, because I think it was probably I don't know what year they were published, maybe the 70s or something. But uh, I'd have to check. But yeah, so he he can do French. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to bring that up the next time yeah. we're doing trivia. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I just, I, it's been, um, and this is, you know, this is all like recently I've just, cause I wasn't reading very much beforehand mm-hmm. and then I just kind of started reading again and I was like, okay, you know, and it helps that they're strips because you can read them more. Yeah, you can, yeah, knock but, a few out and yeah. stop and knock a few out. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you don't realize like how many strips there are in a book. Like the Foxtrot book has so like four strips per page Yeah, and it's like. That's four panels times four strips, because yeah. almost all the foxtrots are four panels. So that's like 16 panels a page. Yeah. And you don't realize that, because you're just like, done, 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 but you're just like, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. Uh, 
and and it's a thick book, and it's only volume one. So, because it covers like the first, I don't know if it's the first decade or the first decade and a half or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you don't really realize how many strips there are in a that accumulate in a daily basis. You know, yeah. so it adds up. It does, and that's that's kind of cool because I like three hundred sixty-five days in a right, year. Right? Yeah. yeah, I like that kind of thing because it's like you can. You can, because like, and I think you might have seen it, but there was I they have in that book the fox trap from the day that I was born. Yes, and yes. I thought that was really cool to see that. You know, I like to. I've given gifts before where I'll reprint the Calvin and Hobbes of a person that was born, like on the day they were born. Awesome. Um, or a peanut because peanuts ran for fifty years, so pretty much everybody I know has a peanut. Everyone has a peanut. Well, I well. guess everybody before the year two thousand. Yes. Ugh. Sorry. I'll find some other strip for you. But I remember one time I printed on newspaper strip, uh, newspaper print mm-hmm. paper. Hmm. I, I had some newspapers, huge newspaper sheet paper yeah. from Barn or not Barnes and Noble, Blick. And I was able to feed it into the printer and it printed off so the Calvin and Hobbes came off looking like it was on a newspaper. Nice. Yeah, and it was my birthday gift to my friend. That's so, awesome. So, yeah, so I don't know. I like that availability and. Um, and it's just been inspiring me more to read and write and draw, so. Good deal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully I, my plan is to, to read, uh, your book. Oh, yeah. This coming month, Night of the Slug. Yeah, and you know what? That's one thing we did do this month was we had the release party. We had the release party. Seems like it was last month. It does seem like, but it actually was. Mm-hmm. So, a funny story, Maddie was going through her, uh, Facebook, um, notifications, yeah. whatever, because, you know. She's she's a, a young kid. Yeah. And uh, they don't do the Facebook um, as much. Right. And so she's going through, and all of a sudden she saw she had an invite from you. She was, <laughs> oh, my God, I feel so bad. I didn't <laughs> respond. I'm like, you weren't even here. Yeah. You were still at OU. So, but it was a good party. It was good. I was... It was better than the Gordy turnout because, you know, Gordy was during the pandemic. Yes. So I was expecting, like, I didn't know what to expect, but it was a good one. And there was, it was actually busy for a minute yeah. there. And um, I was really appreciative of everybody and you to help me out and everybody that came out and the church for letting me use the church and everything. And, uh, you know, those kind of things for me aren't so much about money as they are about connecting with people and just kind of showing my work, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when you are truly creative you don't really do things in my book you don't really do things for the money sure the money is a side of a side bonus yeah you really just create because of the love of creation yeah and that book was a labor of love you know well the the cover is amazing yes aaron did an amazing job with that i can't wait to read it yeah um the cover is the best part hope well (laughs) hopefully when we're when we're here next month, I'm talking about giving my review, my no my no, uh, what's uh, no holds barred review? <laughs> yeah, no punches, no held no back. Pull. He's no pull. I'm not pulling no any punches. punches. Yeah, um, it you know what's funny though, or not funny but cool is it's been checked out three or four times at the library. That's awesome. So that's probably my favorite part is getting it out in the library because. What's really neat, um, so being at the uh, at the release party, is recognizing people from the mini cons. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was the one father and his child that were there, and and as soon as I saw them, I'm like, oh my god, because they, they had a, a cool interaction. Oh, with um, with your with my table yeah. at mini con. 
uh, they were just looking at comics and they were talking about different ones yeah. and stuff. It was just so neat. And, and I love it when you can see the the generation sharing yeah. what what they find passionate. That was really like. cool. So it was cool to see them there. Yeah. So that's awesome. What I think my favorite thing that happened was there was a kid who um, had a book uh, that he had made and he mm-hmm. showed it to me. He gave it to me because they had made extra copies for the, through a library in some some other library it wasn't our library but and he also had like a dr seuss type book uh-huh and he just sits it in front of me opens it up and just points to this page and it says get an autograph from someone with a beard and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> so there's my signature you gave him an autograph yeah huh? that's awesome so that was pretty funny that was yeah that was a good night it was good it was there was no slugs involved so. no Nope, we were we were kept slug safe. free. So you've got space coming up in yes, June, right? In June in a couple weeks, actually. Yeah, in like two, three weeks. June 9th? June tenth and eleventh. Yeah, tenth and eleventh. And I will be tabling with Aaron Lindemann again. Uh, so we're going to be tabling together for the first time ever. Nice. So we're going to be unstoppable. That's awesome. Our table's F eight, so it's F8. fate. Oh, it's fate. There we go. Technically, awesome. it's F O eight. But what is what is the timing on that? Like nine to five. Is I it think 10? it's nine is to it... five the first day, and then the second day. Let me look that up while you're talking. Because unfortunately, you know, working the old retail schedule. Yeah. Um, and is it down at the fairgrounds again? Yeah. So, anyone who's in the Central Ohio area, if you don't know what space is, it is an absolute great show to go to. It is. Um, it's. Help me with what it stands for. Small, um, small press, press and Alternative Comics Expo. Yes, and so it, it is just chock full of you know independent comic book writers, artists. Um, if we've, I'm pretty sure we've shown pictures of of the Nerd Loft, and um, one of them is a map of Gotham. Yes, and that was uh, hand drawn by a guy. We bought it at Space. The guy drew it, named all the streets himself, um, and, and yeah, he did all of that. Um, absolutely beautiful. My Wyatt Earp versus yeah. the, the werewolf print came from space. And then obviously you'll meet awesome people like Michael Nino, yeah. um, Aaron Lindemann will be there, yeah. Jordan's there, um, just all kinds of neat. Um, I'm trying to think of the one guy... Zombie Dad, who wrote that oh, book? Oh, Stephen Hines? Yeah. Zom- no, 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 no. Zombie Zom- Dad? Zom- isn't it Zombie Dad? Zom I, Dad? Isn't that? Oh, that's not Stephen? No. Oh. No? Oh, he did Zombie High, I think. He or... did Zombie High. But Stephen High, is he going to be there this year? He should be, yeah. I've gotten a few things from him, too. But no, there's a... a <laughs> yeah, a, you're right. I can't I'm gonna think of I'm going to feel terrible. I'm going. Oh, was it Stu? Stu. Stu Race? Know? It might be. The, the Zombie Dad? And then there was the other gentleman who did... Um, what was it? The, the the Golden Age comics? Yeah, the, the retirement home. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Um, I'm really hoping you'll have... To, hopefully I can make it. But when I was at Space, pre-pandemic, yeah. I think it was, I met that gentleman that did um, uh, the Arcana comic. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And um, Pig Something Comics. Pigbone? Pigbone Comics, I think that may be right, and and I uh, used to get uh, Instagram yeah. videos from him. He would do live drawings and stuff. I just haven't seen anything yeah. else from him. So 
which you know unfortunately happens on in the business but um yeah space if you're in the columbus area or near columbus space is just so much fun because it's when you go there it's not about meeting this celebrity right. or this actor or this whatever you're meeting people that you know like Jordan was saying, you know, you create to create. Yeah. And that's that's who you're meeting. That's just absolutely awesome. So I just want to clarify the dates and times. June 10th is a Saturday, and June 11th is the Sunday. Uh-huh. 10 to 6 on Saturday, and 10 to 5 on Sunday. Oh, I should be able to make Saturday then. And okay. um, it's at the Road Center, which is at the Ohio Expo Center um, and State Fair. Mm-hmm. It's free to get in, but it is $5 to park. Um, but, yeah, so Saturday and Sunday... If you are free Saturday the 10th or Sunday the 11th, definitely come out. Not even just to see my stuff because a lot of the people who are going to be from Marysville probably already have what I have because I haven't really put anything out since... I don't know if I've put anything out. Well, Night of the Slug, obviously, but most of my comics and stuff are older. But I haven't been to space in three years Yeah. because two years it was canceled for pandemic and then the third year you had COVID. I had COVID right... That got it the night before. You had the Rona. Yeah, so I couldn't go. So this will be my triumphant return, my first year in three yeah. years. So I'll, I think all my stuff will be new to space people. Yeah. You know, because I have Gordy, which had never got to sh- sell at space. Yep. And I got drawing unemployment and bearded comic book enthusiasts, all this new stuff that's going to be new to Columbus people. So that's pretty cool. I was trying to finish. Midnight Suns would be Midnight Suns. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, that's another one that uh, drawing on employment everyone should own. Yeah, drawing on employment written by Doug over here. <laughs> so, but and then the what's nice is that Midnight Sun is written by or was drawn by Aaron. Yes. So we'll have some of that there at the table, um, and you can get a signature from both of us. You could get yes, and if you meet Aaron, you can do throw him a solid and buy his fisherman book. Yeah, buy the fisherman. The fisherman sure. book is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then I was actually starting new projects this month because I was reading more. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that I really wanted to get done for space, but I'm not going to finish for space in time, uh, is uh, Gordy Noir, which is where I went and um, decolored all the Gordy strips, nice. or the first handful, 50 Gordy strips, basically. I'm almost done decoloring them, but the problem is I have to re-letter them because of the way I was stupid and worked in... Because in, in, Procreate didn't have lettering back then so i had to put it in another program and then bring it back oh. to procreate so it's um it's not layered correctly gotcha up to a certain point so i'm re-lettering a ton of gordy strips that are now black and white it actually looks pretty cool in black and white i think yeah. um looks very minimal i like it a lot um when i started off with gordy i was thinking about doing it in black and white so now I'm doing it to see what it looks like. And so I'll probably have that for Minicon this year. Because I think the big thing won't be necessarily me finishing it, but so much as the time it takes to print it. Yeah. So, you know, that's going to be kind of fun. Um, and then um, I guess the other thing, this is so funny to me because I was thinking about the end of the month today. Yeah. And I feel like every end of the month I'm like, oh, and I'm starting this new project, but I can't talk too much about it because I'm just starting it. So I'm starting another comic that I... Well, I'm not starting another comic, but I'm trying to develop another comic yep. that I want to work on that is black and white. And I've showed you the the first one. But I think the first one is actually chronologically the second comic strip. I need to come up with the first one gotcha. where it introduces all the characters. Yeah. But I've had this idea for a comic for years. Um, and uh, I guess I'll just talk about it because 
it's whatever, but um, it's a comic called Roommates, and it's about a guy who gets divorced, and he has to move back home with his parents. And so the concept is his roommates are his parents. And because I always thought that was really funny, like, to call your parents roommates. Right. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. So I'm kind of deciding how to go forward with that comic because one thing I might try to do is submit it to Go Comics mm-hmm. and see if they'll accept it, which they probably won't because it's really hard to get in anywhere. But um, if I come up with a couple weeks worth of samples, then... You'll never get in if you don't try. That's right. You can only win if you dare. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So I'm trying to do that, and uh, and it's been... it's I've been stuck on... As I told you, I've been stuck on this gag for about... 36 hours now mm-hmm. and uh, I'm trying to work out of order but my brain is so stupid that it's like no you have to solve this first puzzle real quick and mm-hmm. I'm like oh but I just want to work around it because um, I drew the first one and I was like this is good but it doesn't introduce all the characters and I want the, the three main characters mom and dad and the kid to be introduced first you know in the first strip yeah so um it's it's a pretty minimal comic. It's black and white. It's pretty minimal in terms of the decoration of the background and everything. Um, very character driven, but uh, I think it will be funny because you know one it's I love Gordy, but Gordy doesn't have much of a premise to it. It's just like I'm a duck. Yeah. And this is gonna be more like oh I'm an adult male who has Try, to move back. In trying life. to get through life. Yeah, trying to get through life. I have to move back in with my parents. Yeah. And uh, life is. Took him to his knees. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out how to introduce the concept. Because the reason that this first joke is so hard is because I'm looking at like a math equation and I'm not a math guy. Mm-hmm. Because there's variables. I need to introduce X, Y, and Z. And it needs to equal, the joke needs to equal roommates. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this math problem. See, that? that's, oh boy, we're going off on a tangent. <laughs> I love it. Okay. That's, that's always been my struggle with writing as I come up with, the idea, like I, I shared an idea with you not too long ago, which I want to talk with you after yeah. we turn off the microphone, because <laughs> I had a couple questions. Okay. But my biggest my biggest hurdle always is all of a sudden I try to figure out this 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 and this, yeah. And I haven't even done this yeah. over here first, and yeah, and and it just ends up being a gridlock where. It's like just start writing, right, and, and get it out, and then adjust, right. Yeah. I've never been able to do that. It's I've got to have it all lined up, yeah, and then I can go, and and I'm sure that's well. Usually for me, when I'm writing a a gag strip, mm-hmm. the joke is already there, and I just have to reverse engineer. Just it. try to. I just have to say, how do you set it up? How do you get there? Mm-hmm. But now I don't have the joke. I have everything else. You got everything else. And I'm like, oh, oh my god. Funny. So. You know, so I'm I'm really working on that, and uh, I I hope that by next month I'll have a decent amount of samples under my, you know, I was gonna do this uh, traditionally, yeah, on paper, but um, I just decided like scanning, and hand lettering is just not really for me, <laughs> so I'm just gonna do it on my iPad, and the lines look much cleaner on my iPad because I'm so used to drawing on there. Sure, and it just cuts out a whole bunch of steps, really. So, you know, I'm hoping that that, that works out. Um, I don't know exactly where I'm going with it, but I just want to try and, you know, because I've had this idea for a good four or five years now, you know, which is funny because you would think I would have, like, a ton of strips built up, but really I just had the concept and the name. Yeah. 
And I was like, I know, you know, and I can draw from experience and stuff. So I just need to sit down and have a writing session. But today I was like really stuck on that one joke. So I couldn't even think of anything else. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then, um, yeah, it's just, it's just really tough. And people, you know, I think people look at comic strips and think they're really easy to do, but like in some ways they are easy to do for me because I've been doing Gordy for like four years now Mm -hmm. off and on. So in some ways they are easy. Gordy is easy to set up for me because I, I know the characters, but now that I'm starting over again, I'm like, I got to get to know these characters again. Yep. And I have to know what they would... Because, like, when I'm writing Gordy, there's stuff that I know that that's funny to me, but I'm like, Gordy would never do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a totally against his character. And so now I'm kind of redefining um, this, this, these characters and their relationship to each other. And that's another thing I was thinking about Gordy recently. And this is another tangent, but, like, um, I was thinking about relationships and stuff and how interesting interpersonal relationships are and i've decided like that's actually one of the main themes of gordy is like relationships because it's not just romantic but it's platonic it's yeah friends it's acquaintances it's enemies and i just think that's really interesting because i don't think you get enough friendship themes in writing i think you get a lot of romantic themes but you don't get a lot of friendship themes because everybody wants the friends to end up together yeah so you know that's why one thing with gordy and kiki is obviously they're gordy's a duck so they're not getting together that's just not going to happen. And that so... Mean, that is a roadblock. Yeah. So, which, who, who hasn't been there before, you know? You know, who hasn't seen a mallard <laughs> floating on the pond and just yeah. going... What a lovely duck. That's the one for me. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I just think about that. And uh, anyway, yeah, so, and speaking of Gordy, um, because this podcast is going to release after Monday, I am planning on starting Gordy again on Monday. Oh! I've been secretly building up my... Awesome. My queue. Uh, in quiet because I want to surprise everybody except for on Twitter people on Twitter know because they're not you know they're not like people in my immediate vicinity so I just thought you know I needed content for Twitter so um, that's awesome well there it is there's the cough attack I stopped it in the tracks I didn't hit the button sorry that's okay I stopped it in the tracks Um, but yeah so I'm planning on Memorial Day starting Gordy again and then I want to work on Gordy while I'm working on roommates to see, you know, what what goes on there. Do you ever envision a crossover? Ooh, that's a great idea. I didn't think about that, but I think they could totally fit together, especially with Gordy Noir now. Yeah, he's in black and he's white. He's in black and white. Yeah, yeah. And then you could do a crossover in Gordy's world. Yeah, and the roommates like a are two, colored, like a two part crossover. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm, uh... Here you go, I'm the idea man. You're the idea guy, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, sketching characters at, not at work, mm-hmm. and, uh, coming up with personalities and stuff. I was gonna name the main character Odie, uh, short for Odysseus, but, um, I thought, you know, Odie's already in Garfield, and that's, like, too iconic, so, uh, I just went with a more normal name, I'm just, he just looks like a Ben to me, so, yeah. he's just gonna be Ben. And, um, I was designing his parents and everything, and I was just kind of thinking, like, the dad's probably going to be more of the goofball, so I think he's the one who has to initiate the roommates thing, you know, because I don't think that Ben would call his parents roommates. You know, I think that no self-respecting person is going to be like, oh, these are my new roommates. Hey, roommate. Yeah. You don't think that's going to happen? Except for, I did think, well, the only way I could think of it happening was if he brought a date home, 
And he's like, oh, these are my roommates. These are my roommates. But then I'm like, well, he's recently divorced, so he's not gonna, the first trip isn't going to be him bringing a girl home. You know? Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into the thinking of creating a strip. And people are, you know, are, are very, um, I don't know that they're aware necessarily of, because they're used to strips that run for so long. It's just because, just becomes part of their life. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, like that's Foxtrot, that's Garfield. But, yeah, when you're really, when you're laying out the pieces, it is a puzzle. So, World building. Yeah, I'm world building right now. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a I really liked the prototype. Yeah, shared. thank you. I, I, the funny thing about the prototype is it has a swear word in it. It does, but it's a cartoon swear, so it doesn't it does. actually say the word. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought that that was funnier than just saying. You know, it's always funnier. Yeah, especially cartoon swearing makes me laugh every time. Yes, especially to think like in the 20s and 30s, Popeye was doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, these are thinly veiled swears. Like, yeah. you know what he's saying. Yeah. But it's like... Yosemite Sam. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's been a, a pretty, like... Um, it was a pretty barren beginning of the month for me. But then, once I started drawing again, it just, like, kind of exploded. And I was like, all this stuff was happening. And Out like a lion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So... Awesome. Yeah. So, that's... You know, hopefully I'll have more to share by June. End yeah. of June. Awesome. You got a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just have to once I I think once I clear the hurdle of the first joke, I'll be like okay. Then you're golden. Yeah, golden. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, I didn't even watch a whole lot of movies. You know, neither did I. Um, I did start season four of The Expanse. Oh yeah. Finally again, and it's going very well. I'm still enjoying that very much. Um, and and. That makes our Dungeon Master John very happy. <laughs> um, I did watch, uh, well, new to us um, movie, Sharon and I sat down and watched Nope oh, on, yeah. on Amazon. Uh, that's the latest Jordan Peele. And that was good. I enjoyed it. I know it got kind of mixed reviews, I think. It was slow in some parts. Um, it didn't quite have the edginess that us had oh yeah um but we enjoyed it uh it was very good um i thought the characters were great um and there were some some tense moments so we we would give that a thumbs up we enjoyed that um do we want to do we want to talk about the game or the or the big the big elephant in the room that we did as a as a D group mm, up to you well let's talk about the game first um, so there was one night where I was it. I think it was you couldn't make it. Yes, I was sick or sick. Yeah. something. I I have been sick a lot lately. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so we were kind of at a point where it we didn't it didn't make sense to go on without your character. Yeah. So we ended up having a game night, which we've done a couple of times. And um, the first time we spent all night playing um, what was that Forbidden Island? Oh yes, because you were there for that one. Or no. No, I... You missed that one, too. I Did I? Yeah. I know you guys played it, but I don't remember... I don't think you were there yeah, for Yeah, I don't remember... I just remember that game gives me anxiety, so... Yeah, I, I don't think you were there for that. Um, so we... But... So this time, we played Ultimate One Night of Werewolf, which is uh, a card game, basically. And um, kind of like Secret Hitler, if anyone's played that. Yeah. 
and um, that was a blast. You you are dealt cards, and the and it tells you what your character is, and then each character <laughs> has a certain thing that they're supposed to do, and during each play, and then at the end you're trying to figure out who the werewolf is, and just collect points from there. I mean, it's that's really all it is. It's such a simple premise, but it was really fun. We played several rounds of it. Um, so yeah, that that was fun. I would highly recommend that. It's a quick it's a quick game. It's a good party game. Uh, yeah, it's a good party game, um, and it doesn't drag on. Um, but we ended up. I figured we'd jump to other games, but yeah. we ended up playing that because we just kept hitting different things. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Um, the big thing we did as a D and D group, um, as anyone who has listened to this podcast uh, more than once or twice knows, <laughs> that <laughs> I've uh, I I don't necessarily claim to be the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, right? And um, and the folks in the D and D group wanted to put an end to that, <laughs> and so we got we had to get together um, on an off night. Um, and we watched the first Lord of the Rings, the extended version. Ooh. And um, so, yeah, so we <laughs> had, a, had a little dinner. We popped in the movie. and Did it change your mind at all about Lord of the Rings? Um, so, I will, so here's what I'll say. <laughs> um, still very slow in a lot of places. Yep. And, of course, it was the, the extended edition, so there, it was even more so, right? Yes. Um. However, I can say that after it was over, I found myself going, you know what? I enjoyed that more than I did the first time. Because the first time I just didn't yeah. didn't care for it hardly at all. And um, maybe I'm older and wiser right. or, or different frame of mind, who knows. <laughs> um, but I did enjoy it to the point where I want to see the other sequels. Um, and actually, Ethan said he wanted to too. He wants to do that again so he oh. can so we can watch Two Towers and, and Return of the King. Two Towers uh, is the best one. Oh, okay. I think. Interesting. And um but yeah, so Maddie, after it was over, she went to Sharon and she's like, Why have we not watched this before? <laughs> she loved it. Absolutely loved it. The one so the one thing I'm gonna well, several things. <laughs> We're talking about a movie. One of the things that really stood out to me this time around is how much of a B.A. they made Ian McKellar. Yeah? McKellum. Excuse me. Ian McKellum. Look. In that. I mean, just... I don't know. His character really... Gandalf really... I mean, he... (laughs) Of course, I I, I couldn't get through the books... Oh, yeah, me neither. So, I mean, I have no point of reference there. But, man, he was just... There were so many looks, so many scenes where it's just like, man, he is just killing it. And, I mean, he's an awesome actor. So, I mean, you know, no surprise there. But just, yeah, it's... um, It was good. So, yes. Would I jump at the chance to, to, to watch that again? I, I mean, I wouldn't be rushing for it. Right. But if someone wanted to pop it in, I wouldn't go, oh, for <laughs> Ryan out loud, not this again. Right. So, um, 
I, I am interested, anyone who is a fan, though, like, super fan, I, after it was over, I still sat there and went, man, there was like 45 minutes they could have, <laughs> they could have cut out of that thing, you know, maybe even an hour, <laughs> and I just, and I don't know that it would have changed the tone of the movie or any outcomes, so... There's still that. Um, you were still very aware that you were watching a movie yeah. that was three hours <laughs> long or whatever the heck it was with the extended <clears throat> version. Whereas, like Saving Private Ryan or or Endgame or, from all accounts from what I hear, John Wick 4. But I haven't watched that yet. So, But, you know, with Saving Private Ryan, I never felt like I was in the theater as long as I was. Um, and with Endgame, it, I mean, it, I was invested enough oh, yeah. that I just didn't, I didn't care, I guess, that I was sitting there that long. Yeah. Whereas, I was still aware that I was, <laughs> that I was sitting there for a while. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. So, I am, I am looking forward to hopefully the group getting together and, and, um, and watching the other sequels. So, it was a good night. I forget what I made for dinner. Oh, no. Kate did a... Uh, we did a hot potato bar. Oh, a hot potato. Yeah, a baked potato bar was fantastic. <clears throat> Had all kinds of toppings and and whatnot. It was really good. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, we can knock out the other two. <laughs> then you got to do The Hobbit. No. No, just kidding. No. Don't watch The Hobbit. They're pretty no. bad. I think even John says don't watch The no. Hobbit. I hated them. Yeah. So... So yeah, so we'll definitely we'll definitely check out the other two now. So um, I'm not sure who my someone asked. I forget someone that night asked me who my favorite character was, and I don't know how to answer that. Oh, um, I'd probably. Oh man, I I really like Gandalf. Aragon was nice though. Yeah, Gandalf is is cool. I'm a I'm a Gimli fan myself because he's a dwarf and he's got a nice beard. We we did we did talk about Gimli too. Yeah, he yeah he was pretty awesome. So but yeah, so we enjoyed it. So I'll try not to dog on Lord of the Rings <laughs> as much in future right. podcasts. Tra- this is like the Christmas Carol. You've been visited by yeah. Although now that I think about as I'm saying this, I think there's a uh, a podcast we recorded couple months ago that yeah. won't be out for a few months <laughs> where we we may have i may have disparaged yeah. lord of the rings so this is me talking to future listeners of the podcast right. just just disregard what i said right. about lord of the rings right. i have had a change of heart so i've had a change of heart he's a changed man yeah i'm yep i am but yeah, that's and that's the month. Well, we have our question. Oh yes. So we asked at the beginning of this month, or halfway through this month, I guess. Um, what? Yeah, we'll get better on that. What? Well, this one got way more results than the first one. So maybe we wait till the yeah. middle of the month. We'll just do it when we feel like it. Yeah, you can't boss us around. It's our podcast. But we we Leave were asking what your favorite cartoon was, and this one got a lot of. It got a lot of responses. It got some pretty good responses. So let's just go through it and we'll read it. So uh, our friend Hannah Grimm, who used to work at the library with me, 
uh, said Phineas and Ferb. Now, did you ever watch Phineas and Ferb? Yes, the kids I love Phineas are and huge Ferb. fans of Phineas and Ferb, and I, I and I have to say that I enjoyed them very much too. I I love so I, I get on TikTok every once in a while, and uh, Dan Pavenmeyer. Oh, he's on TikTok. A, he's on TikTok. Okay, and he is fantastic. Nice. He is awesome on there. Now I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch Phineas and Ferb till I was in college. And I was watching him by myself. I didn't have any nieces yet. You know what? No judgment. And I was watching it and I was like, this is actually a really funny show. It's really intelligent. Dude, I watched Spongebob, not just for the kids. I, I, I would suggest it. Hey, let's watch some Spongebob. <laughs> um, we got our first King of the Hill. Uh-huh. Personal favorite of mine, King of the Hill. I became a really big fan of King of the Hill when I was in college as well. Um, I liked it before I was in college, but I became a huge fan in college. It's one of my favorite. It's probably top five for me. Okay. Um, I would I probably I'd have to really think about it, but I would say that's got a high factor of rewatchability for me. Mm-hmm. King of the Hill does. Um, this is Ryan Ickes says it's my favorite anime. So that's a on internet joke that uh, it's Texas anime. Oh. Gotcha. So King of the Hill represent uh, our good friend Tyler Woodbridge, who's actually just my good friend. I don't think you know him. Uh, says three way tie between The Simpsons, Bluey, and Bojack Horseman. Not the f- not the last time we're gonna hear Bluey on this list. Really? Yeah. Well, I have heard that Bluey is quite a good show. Bluey is even... amazing. I my nieces love Bluey, and I have to watch it. I I get to watch it. You know what I mean? It's really good. I never watched Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman's pretty darn good. Okay, I never watched it. It's yeah. And then of course you've got The Simpsons. Which is also, I don't know if it'd be in my top five because I have, because like we've talked about this before, there's so much of The Simpsons that I haven't seen yeah. and won't watch. Yeah. So I don't know, but it's it's, t- it's probably top 10 for me, Simpsons. Because, oh, yeah. You know, it's. Especially if you do like the first 10 seasons. Yeah. If it's just the ter- first 10 seasons, it's going to be the top five probably because those first 10, 12 seasons are just so yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I stopped watching after like. 13, 14. Yeah. Something somewhere around in there. Um, Megan Andrews was next and she said Bluey. So we got another Bluey. Got another Bluey. Bluey is, uh, is really good and, um, good, good on Australia for, for unleashing that into the world. Uh, here was one I didn't expect from Cassidy McClure. Daria. That's, I do remember seeing that. Daria was good. Daria was really good. I don't remember too much of it, but I remember thinking, like, if I were to watch it now, I think it would have my exact sense of humor. Yeah. Um, That's, yeah. So, you know, Daria under a sleeper hit, I think, because most, because I, I was surprised to hear it. So, uh, not that it's a bad show, but just like I hadn't thought about I it. I think so. more people, you know, would... From that era, anyways, you know, Beavis and Butthead yeah. was was what was going on, you know. Yeah, uh, Madeline Brandt says Steven Universe, which I never really watched. Steven Universe, I have not. I know of, and I think maybe <clears throat> I've watched one episode, but yeah. Um, I know that everybody who likes Steven Universe loves it, though. So I'm yes. sh- so it must be good because it's got such a loyal following. Um, so that's I'm I'm not surprised to see that on this list. All right, then our good friend Ross Parthmore, mm-hmm. who we did a podcast with recently, said the following: uh, best Saturday morning cartoon, X Men. Okay. Okay. Best song, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Never heard of that one. No. Have you heard? You haven't no. heard of that one. Uh uh-uh. uh. 
Best Artistic Show, Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack is pretty darn good. Samurai Jack is amazing. Yes. Uh, can't say enough about Samurai Jack. Honorable mention for the really cool 3D world of Reboot. You ever watch Reboot? You never. Loved Reboot. Reboot was a show about the inner workings of a computer. Um, <clears throat> late 90s, it was uh, every time the kid installed a new computer game, uh-huh. uh, the, the citizens of the computer game would have to fight off a virus or something, so they'd oh, go geez. into the game. So each each episode they were themed like something. So if they were it's a racing game, they became race car drivers. If it was a ninja game, they became ninjas. If it was Dungeons and Dragons, they became knights. And so each each one was a different feel. So that one was really 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 cool. Oh, that's cool. And it's really due for a reboot. A reboot, I think. We got a reboot. Reboot. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Here's one from Willie Thurl, uh, who says Pinky and the Brain was the jam, but I got to go with Batman the Animated Series. He's yeah. speaking your language there. Yes, he is. Yes. Which I'm not surprised because he's a huge Batman fan. But Pinky and Brain was amazing. Too. Yeah. All right, Albert, our friend Albert Macri. I might have said your last name wrong, Albert. I'm sorry. Um, anime, Cowboy Bebop. Still haven't watched all Cowboy Bebop. I have not either. Action for kids is Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, yes. <clears throat> Definitely. I'm going to go with that one. That one's really good. Uh, action for adults is the Venture Bros. I used to, I went through a huge Venture Bros. fan. Uh, okay. Phase. Never watched. It's really good. Comedy for kids is Hey Arnold. That's definitely one of my favorites as well. Uh, you, you, that was probably you probably weren't watching. I was hey not Arnold. watching Hey Arnold. Nope. But I'm then, aware of it, but yeah. Comedy for adults, King of the Hill again. All right, Albert, we're, you're speaking my language, buddy. And then here's the one that uh, I really uh, wanted to talk about was Michael Nino because he is a man of culture yes yes he is and he's got he says i've got far too many to list a few avatar so there's another one anything by chuck jones definitely agree. of course peanuts christmas specials Mm -hmm. yes grinch christmas special a Uh christmas carol with mr magoo i don't know if there's yeah that one's good i've never seen that naruto which i never watched Mm, me neither that's an anime fletcher studios studios popeye yes classic betty boop and superman cartoons King of the Hill and the first season of Spongebob. So another King of the Hill. So that's like the winner, I yeah. think, is King of the Hill. King of the Hill's getting getting some love. Yeah. but And then the first season of Spongebob. Oh, also Adventure Time, which we talked about a little bit before the show. Adventure Time is very, very good. Um, but yeah, uh, so we want, I want to thank Michael for weighing in on so many of those because um, that's a really good list. That is. And I knew he would have a good list. A- Avatar... Um is absolutely amazing. Um, Maddie actually just started rewatching that yeah. when she got back from college, and I sat and watched. That's one I could rewatch over and over and over again. It's so good, and we really enjoyed uh, the follow-up um, book of Korra. Yeah, I never watched that one. Thought it was fantastic. That one gets a lot of backlash from certain yeah. parts of the <laughs> fan base, but I thought it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. All right, and then our last uh, commenter was Lisa Tarr, who I went to college with. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite cartoon that hits heavy topics? Avatar The Lost Airbender. Yeah. So that, I think that's tied with King of the Hill on this yeah. list. A favorite adventure? Pokemon. Okay. Which I'm surprised wasn't said earlier. But she says, while anime, I consider closer to a cartoon and how wild the English dub is. 
Favorite weird quotable humor? SpongeBob and Chowder. Did you watch Chowder? I did watch Chowder. Oh my gosh. Chowder was ahead of its time. Yeah. And honorable mention of Flapjack, which was also ahead of its time. Mm. Flapjack and Chowder were two shows that I would watch back to back all the day if I could. Oh, fun. Uh, favorite wild goose chase? Scooby-Doo. I don't think anybody said Scooby-Doo yet. Scoop, that is the first Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Love me some Scooby-Doo. Best crossover, Scooby-Doo and Batman, Scooby-Doo and the Harlem <laughs> Globetrotters. She loves her Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Favorite anime, Full Metal Alchemist, which I never, I've never really watched. got into, no. but I hear it's really good. So. Um, yeah. But that was a really good uh, selection of cartoons. I think uh, I'm surprised nobody said Family Guy just because it's so popular, but I also am not unhappy that nobody yeah. said Family Guy. So. I was, um, yeah, I, I got a lot, seeing the responses, I wasn't surprised by some of them. I figured King of the Hill would would get in there. Now, me personally, I've not watched a ton of King of the Hill. Uh, I, I want to rectify that eventually. Do you have Hulu? I do. It's on Hulu. Um, so eventually, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I watched some of it, especially when it was first on, or, you know, when it was, when it was first air, originally airing. Um, and then just never, never followed through with it. I, we talked about the regular show. I was surprised that that wasn't, uh, listed at least once or twice. Yeah. Regular show is one of my favorites of all time. That's another one I discovered when I was in college. Yeah. And just the weird, yeah, weird nature of it. It is. is yeah. It's it, wild. It is. It's tri- anything but regular. It is everything but regular. Um, I was shocked just because, and we talked about this too, just because, you know, it seems super popular as Rick and Morty yeah. uh, wasn't listed. I know why it really likes it. I don't know that I asked Wyatt what his favorite mm. cartoon is, so he may not have... I don't recall getting an answer from him. I yeah. know he really enjoys Rick and Morty, but he loved Phineas and Ferb, and he yeah. likes The Last Airbender, too. Um, I, this was one I never weighed in because I struggled with... Yeah, it's hard. It, um, You know, my knee-jerk reaction is Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, but Ross is not wrong. X Men, nineteen ninety is yeah. is pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. Well, also um, killer theme song. A, amazing theme song. I know we talked. You mentioned Family Guy. Um, I think if I had to choose between two, I actually prefer American Dad yeah. more than Family Guy. I think so too. Um, there's, I forget which episode it is, but it's an apocalyptic episode, right? And and they're just playing these different roles. And Stan had these flowers that ended up disintegrating or something. And he goes, looks like I picked a bunch of, or how did he put it? I picked a bouquet of oopsie daisies. <laughs> and I don't know why, but every time we would watch that episode, me and the kids would just die laughing. Yeah. Just at that line. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy American Dad. Um, Simpsons we talked about, yeah. you know, the first 10 episodes, 10 seasons. I, I love SpongeBob. That's another one after, you know, the first few seasons. It's like, okay, I'm good. Um, so yeah, Michael Nino's not wrong about Chuck Jones. Yeah. Uh, classic. And, and anything with Tex Avery that he's done too. I absolutely love. Um, so Yeah. I don't know. That that was a neat. Yeah, that it was, was great to see so much res, uh, responses. Yeah, we'll have to one. think of another really good one for yeah. for June. I'd like to see that many responses, if not more. So absolutely. But you know, I think I think 
everybody can relate to cartoons because we all watched them growing up oh, and everything. Sure. So, yeah. So yeah, we'll have to come up with something, something good for June. Yeah, like what's your favorite brand of mayonnaise? Ooh, Dukes. I've never had that. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. <laughs> I can't, I can't do anything else now. Oh wow! It's Dukes, and and it's really expensive. So I wait till <laughs> it's on sale and buy two or three so yeah. that I could. <laughs> But hey, oh, you know what? I did huh. get that new Japanese um, barbecue sauce at Costco. Oh, I don't I know about that, that this month. Were you were you not here that day? I don't think oh. that I. Mm, I don't know what's it called. Uh, Bokjons. I don't. I'm, I'm probably saying that wrong, so I apologize. Maybe that does sound kind of familiar. I don't know. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really good. Mm. I'm gonna nerd out on food now. <laughs> but mm. um, yeah, so. Oh, it was a, it was a good month. Yeah, I it started off very not anything going on for me, and, and then just and then I just kind of was like, then I got manic and whirlwind did, did everything, yeah. like a Tasmanian devil. That's right. Yeah, another good cartoon. Mm, yeah, you know what said Animaniacs. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wrong age group, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We had the gamut, the whole. I mean, it, we sure did. Yeah. So I don't know. No Flintstones no, or Jetsons. No Flintstones or Jetsons. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. They were fun, but they're fine. <laughs> they're but fine. They're fine. Yeah. They were good for what they were, <laughs> when they were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, one last plug for space. Yeah. So June 10th and 11th. June 10th and 11th, the Road Center in Columbus. 10 to 6, 10 to 5. 10 to 6, 10 to 5. $5 for parking. $5 for parking, but free to get in. And just go visit Fate. That's right. It's your destiny. It's your fate. Yeah. Yes. Go support some uh, some independent artists. Yeah. It's you. If you've got the free time, you will not be disappointed. No it is great. You'll find something that you like. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, I guess until next time, man. Here we go. Start in June. You ready? Yeah. All right. You guys stay nerdy. <laughs> <laughs>